and we're live what's up y'all uh we got oh 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 <laughs> uh we got tommy on the cast today very 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 excited to have him on me and tommy have been pretty fucking close with with all of what we've talked about me and tommy have had these conversations for a while now probably about a year and a half over the phone probably along the same time period me and Dayla were having them so <clears throat> what's up tommy how you feeling today big fella uh, a little sore hit the gym but otherwise i'm i'm great fantastic yeah bang i know you were up early i texted you because I, I hit the gym i was like oh shit this dude's up early too and you were up an hour earlier than me too because i was i'm an hour ahead so you already know early bird gets the worm kd was good with it i'm feeling great dude christ is with me and i'm feeling good let's fill it excited to get into this man i'm I'm, I'm uh, really excited to have tommy on the show he's like you said he's one of these guys that we've kind of talked about with this more abstract kind of stuff and i think he's got a lot of good opinions that people you know would benefit from hearing so i think uh you know we can kind of get into it with that said yeah yeah uh so i guess to start off tommy if you want to just give a little bit about yourself just kind of share oh, share what you about brother brother so panic yeah nah uh, <laughs> so i'm 24 uh originally born in atlanta uh pushed out i lived in you know northeast 30 minutes outside the city don't call me a city boy i guess uh, what else i'm a student i'm about to transfer to arizona state this fall been looking for housing that's kind of it it's actually crazy out there but you know it is what it is. And yeah, I've known KD and Trevor for like the past three, four years. Great friends. Uh, you definitely become who you surround yourself with. So I'm trying to make sure I surround myself with the right people. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, that's why me and Tommy get along real well. Uh, we're both just outside our cities. I was just outside of Chicago. He was just outside of Atlanta. We met up and just outside of Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Shake them up. Uh, and we just, I mean, we bonded over, over Lil, Lil Wayne was a huge one for us. We're the same yeah, age. I think it was Wayne, bro. Wayne, Wayne brought us together like no other. Everyone in the shop was getting pissed off. It was Wayne every day. <laughs> Wayne every day. He showed me, uh, no ceilings. Fuck. Yeah. That was two years ago. I learned about no Damn. ceilings, bro. Uncultured. Damn. Uncultured, dude. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> with that being said, Tommy, I would like to hear. Kind of how uh, music has affected your life. Um, just kind of kind of in almost all aspects, man. Yeah, I mean, I definitely carry it with me. It's crazy. For one thing, I definitely know that I have a wider, like, palette for music. Like, sometimes I'll definitely be like, yo, I got to turn my playlist, turn, turn the volume down. Because, like, I don't want people to hear me listening to, like, you know... Fleetwood Mac or like some, you know, just something like out there. But like, I don't, I also don't care. Like if music is good, I'm going to listen to it. Now, I think it definitely started. I grew up playing like instruments. Like I started playing drums when I was eight. So like that threw me into like jazz, oldies, all kinds of like rock and everything. And then, you know, my parents growing up, growing up, like you're going to hear like 70s, 60s, like old, you know, like jazz, funk, like all like the, the good stuff. So I think. For one, I have a good palette. I have a wide range of taste in music. And then for two, 
just the way that I the way that I, I bring it with me. Like it's it's always it's always gonna be a part of me. It's always getting me going. I definitely use it like targetingly. Like I'll have I'll make so many different playlists, which I need to I need to get on Spotify and start doing that, like KD says. But uh I'll got playlists for like motivation, playlists for the gym, playlists just for this month, playlists for chilling. Yeah, I mean music really I feel like if you were to like crack my skull open. Like there's there's song lyrics like written on my brain and them walls on them walls. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I would like for you to kind of elaborate. What do you mean by carry it with you? Carry it with me. I got you. Uh, how do I put this? I don't know. It's it's always a song in my head. If that makes sense, like. Like, I could hear a snippet. Like, I could hear you say, like, two words, and that could make me think of three different songs. But, like, I, I think the easiest way to describe it is, like, in an uplifting, like, manner. Like, if I'm going through some shit, or, like, I, on my wall, like, I'll turn the camera on later. On my wall, I got my favorite music quotes. Like, I'll write them up on a, on a whiteboard so I see them every day. So, like, if I get down in the dumps or something, like there's already going to be some song that I'm thinking of, but like some, some little quote is going to float through my head and I'm going to be like, all right, that's it. Like either I got to go listen to that song or maybe I just start like, I'll, I'll say, like I'll wrap that song through my head. Like the parts I want to hear. It's just, it's a driving factor. It's a motivating factor. And it's also comfort among, among a million other things, bro. That's good, man. That's the answer. That was a good answer, man. I'm glad I, I got you to think there. No, I was good. The good yeah. host, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Daily, you got something to add, man? Yeah, I think uh, music is like one of those things that kind of connects us to not necessarily our ancestors, but people have been making music just with drums since, you know, the time of the caveman. It's like it's one of those universal, I guess, languages like we may not understand a language or, you know, a song in a different language, but we can still get the beat. Look how many people here like k-pop don't speak a lick of korean but they vibe to it you know um i think that's the beautiful part about music is that it, it can bring people together regardless of their culture um and I, I think i you know how you were saying trevor like you're you're who you surround yourself with is i think you can use music in a similar regard to that so like i'll give you an example right sometimes i'll listen to a, a sad song right Give you an example. Emotionally scarred by a little baby. Man, That's a sad boy, song. Is that the song you was gonna bring on today? No, I, I got a different one. Uh, that, that was that was, was the song I'm bringing on, bro. That's a different song. Babe, that's the song I was bringing on today. Yeah, like that. that's some shit. Yeah, go ahead. No, the point is like I will sometimes listen to a sad song to get myself in kind of that like that like woe is me kind of mentality just so I can get back out of it. You know, yeah. it's like, it's essentially like a music version of weightlifting. So when we lift weights, we're putting our bodies under stress so that we can adapt and become stronger. When I listen to a sad song deliberately, I'm putting myself under, I guess you would call it emotional stress, man. But the point of it is not to make me sad and miserable. The point is to get me sadder so that I can then, get a lot happier and then with that you can kind of extrapolate that to other things like yeah here's how i unsad i guess so in, with music i can use that with other things 
what it sounds like is you almost schedule schedule your sadness. And actually, one of the things when I first went into therapy, my first appointment ever. So already thinking uh, all the stigmas and everything. And uh, I went in. I was like, I'm going through divorce, all this stuff. And he said, well, man, you're just going to have to think about it more. And as a man who's just going through divorce, I'm like, that sounds like a horrible idea. Why would I want to think about it more, dog? <laughs> That's the opposite of what I want to do. But, but yeah, I think, yeah, you're putting setting aside that time to to put yourself in that emotional state, knowingly though, consciously, and you you're you know the benefits of it. You're reaping the benefits. Yeah. I mean, I think your mic is off, but real, real quick, oh. it's like you're deliberately oh, no. getting out of your comfort zone oh. because you know the growth opportunity that lies in that that area where you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, Katie, funny. like, yeah, I, I never thought of of like listening to sad music for the reason, like, to like, like working out, like to get out of it, or like to you know put yourself down to to get the come up, but. I don't know when you say it like I'm almost scared because like something like if I'm sad I will purposely make sure I don't listen to those sad songs and stuff because I know it's just gonna drag me down like how do you how do you come back up like do you have different methods like are you do you ever find that you can't get back out of it you know as easily like if I were to listen to a sad song you know with the intent of making myself sad am I worried that I'm not gonna be able to escape that is that the question yeah or like what are your methods you know like how do you it doesn't always do you always come back up out of it as just like that or is it different every time or what no it's not like an instant thing man but it's uh it's it's kind of one of those things where i just make it a non-optional thing i've it's, when i listen to a non-optional. Song, I, yeah i've i've already decided that i'm going to emerge from it it's just a foregone conclusion man there is no if i don't it's just when i do and that kind of it, it helps to start from a point that, you know, you're going to get out of it. That helps doing it. Um, but it's not like, oh, I'll listen to a sad song. Right. And then I'll be kind of in the dumps. And then immediately, you know, 30 seconds later, I'm good. You know, um, that's kind of the beauty about these sad songs. It's like when you listen to it, a lot of the times we think about something that makes us sad. So for Trevor, it, it could be your divorce. Let's say you think about it. And you're when you're forcing yourself to think about these things, you, you have really no other option other than to reconcile what you've to, been running to from. be productive. Yeah, it's like a way to you're facing your fears. Exactly right. You're, you're forcing yourself to face what you've been running from. And it's it's such a great thing because it's like that's you, you've been running for it or from it for a reason, man. Obviously, a lot of these things are traumatic in nature. And we don't want to think about them, but you can only run from your own life so much. Like you can only, like what other, what else are you going to Man, do? Yeah, actually, uh, Jordan Peterson. So we'll dive into it a little later, but I was listening to him earlier about the rule we'll talk about. And that was one of the things you can only, you can only delay yourself so much until you hit the point where you're like, okay, I need to give more or something. You know what I'm saying? There, you can only progress procrastinate so much until you you finally hit the point all right <laughs> like it's like no. inhuman nature to to get there and hit that point we have a soul we have life well and eventually hit this point 
I think, of realization. Yeah, because it's like in the gym, right? If if you struggle with your weight, let's say, and you go on for years and years and you're still not making progress, all that you've done is stayed in your comfort zone and not progressed at all. Had you have rec- like realized that like no one's going to lose weight but me and I actually – I have to change – and that's where you actually see progress. But you're not going to get to that point if you're never willing or trying to face the root cause of what's what's yeah. aching you pretty much. That makes sense? Yeah. I, I hope I answered your question. It's kind of a no, – no, no, Yeah, I just want to get kind of more in-depth. Like it, it really feels like a – something I'm going to try, but it's kind of like exposure therapy in a sense, you know, like – like instead of avoiding, you know, like I, I definitely, or I personally, I'll avoid being sad as much as often as I can. And then when I get sad, sometimes I'm out, sometimes I'm, sometimes, you know, I stay in it. But if I think if you have those little like micro doses, like how you're doing, I think that's, that's going to build up the resiliency and the tendency to, to, you know, heal yourself whenever you're sad, you know, to move on. Like, no, like, Hey, I'm going to come out of this. Like, have you heard Jocko Willing talk about like working out and stuff? A little bit, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. So a lot of the times he's, you know, 80 burpees deep in a workout and it just sucks. And all he can think of is good because that suck is going to make him better. And like if you're sad because you are now you know, being forced to examine something that you were running from, it sucks, man. But like good. It's the boat. Yeah, be- it's it's you got to go in with that mentality. You're doing it at the gym. It's like I said, there's before the oh. podcast. Before the podcast, you're you're you got those four things: mind, body, soul, spirit. You got to exercise all of them. You're exercising out your body, you. bro. You're exercising. I'm about to blow y'all's mind real quick. Well, listen to this. So, just like I use sad songs to make myself ha- or sad, right? I also use uplifting songs to make myself happier. Let's say. But I should be clear, though, when I say uplifting songs, I'm more talking about the lyrics because I think a big thing in music right now is using lyrics that, you know, don't have a good message, but like an uplifting beat. And that kind of tricks people. And it's like, okay, well, this song has a good beat. But like if you were to just like read what the dude is saying, it's like. I hate to call it like degenerate behavior. Yes. No, it's it's not something that that's that's the state that like uh mainstream hip-hop is in like hooky like catchy beats and then just whatever is anything that's catchy enough to make people and now to it. tie it all together is probably because they don't want to face that emotional that emotional gym yeah, yeah. But I mean, hip-hop you gotta be careful because you can go back like there's there's different waves there's different types there's different issues everywhere you're like it's kind of hard to to like try and be like like circle it and be like this one all off thing because I mean there's definitely a certain sector of hip hop that is specifically for oh yeah yeah music. what's trap music for it's for cooking drugs when you're in a trap like hey. what is trap music for it's for like twerking and shaking ass and shit you know yeah no I, I yeah I feel you yeah no that's a good good addition bro I like that yeah so uh, I, I one thing that I started doing was trying to find more music with positive lyrics. And obviously that's a really hard thing because like if you go on Spotify on like the hip hop playlist or the rap caviar, it's mostly about ass and drugs, which it's like, okay, great. I mean, they're all catchy songs. I can't say as I don't listen to some of them, but then I'll listen to a song. Um, There's one that I was going to bring up in this cast. It's called God Is by Kanye West. 
and it's like it's a hip hop song, but the whole time he's just talking about God and how like grateful he is to even be alive. And it's like that's a really uplifting thing. And I've never listened to a song like that and not felt better about like fucking my entire life, you know? Yeah. So <clears throat> I'll give my kind of two cents on music now. It's we'll we'll go back to emotionally scarred. That song came to me oh, in you. in Iraq. Uh mid mid divorce like right when i started divorcing that song has gotten me through shit i listened to it twice here i'll listen to it again when i fucking get off the podcast it'll go on forever it's it it was something to where people i was asked multiple times do you ever go anywhere without your headphones while i was in iraq i said no <laughs> How about no? Yeah, hey, I got an idea. Hello, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like no, man. Uh, music, music has been an outlet for me in all aspects of life, and surprisingly, I I listen to mostly rap, mostly rap. Kodak Black is big one on my list. Lil Durk is is probably number one for me. Lil Baby's probably number two, uh, but Lil Durk, listening to his music, it's a uh, when you want to talk about uplifting, man, Lil Durk, all he talks about is uplifting his homies. He's he's from. If people don't, I'll, I'll link a or a, a video down below that explains kind of his life. I think it's a ten minute clip and kind of how he grew up. But once you watch that video, you kind of see what kind of person he is and who, who what he's doing his music for, what his purpose in his life is, and you truly see, truly see like good in these so-called ghettos where there is no good and all it is is shooting people on the news in chicago it's what it's 100 people die every saturday so this is what you're getting fed on the news but but little dark is deep down in the trenches also feeding feeding his soul into this music that i relate with and i have me and him are completely demographically opposites damn near so it's i think like music is just it's just so good it's it's way if and when you talk about sad music uh i use sad music in a way to relate to help me feel like i'm not alone nf is a really good one for that and and for me he's actually considered a christian rapper uh he's a really good one in that matter he's, he's sad music but his lyrics are there are very meaningful and you could get you could get so much out of them, and one my favorite song is "I Miss the Days," and I sent it to my my uh, siblings. It's it's just man, it's just good music, and and you could use it like Taylor said as an emotional gem. I never thought of it that way, to be honest. I always thought of it as as a uh, as like I said, I I use it as a like a to not feel alone. But but yeah, awesome. That's that was awesome to hear because I'm gonna start using it. Or I guess it's like like Tommy said, it's more realization therapy. I guess I have yeah. been, I have been doing it, just didn't know. <clears throat> and I don't think it's wrong to listen to songs to feel like to relate, you know. I think that could be an incredibly beneficial thing. I just think that it's it's important to understand that music really affects how we feel and what we think. And if you kind of you know, don't have that in mind, it's really easy to have music manipulate you yeah oh yeah for sure for sure no like that's kind of why i make so many playlists and stuff and how you were saying like with the the uplifting beat but but like shitty lyrics is like i i got to the point where you know i press play on my playlist and it auto plays and it goes through 
And then like you, you have to like you're in the car, you listen to music, you're here, you listen to music, you're there, you listen to music. And then at the end of the day, if you take the whole sum, like what what am I listening to? You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I'll be listening to a song and it's like, oh, I love this song, but I'm like, what am I listening to? It's like he's just talking yeah, about Yeah, I've like, been there, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, what the what fuck I, what it really is this? Brain? Yeah. No, it's agree. like what are you saying? Yeah, it's like whatever we're consuming, whether it be, you know, food the people we surround ourselves with, our music, they all affect us in a lot of ways that a lot of people just aren't privy to is happening. And it's like the downside of that is it's it's really easy to get kind of taken advantage of and manipulated if you don't know that that's, that that's you know, happening. It's it's scary to me. It's scary to me because I, 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 mean, I love music and I don't want to like cut myself off from it. Like I know I'm, I'm still going to listen to the game. Kind of, I'm, I'm still going to listen to all this stuff. But one thing that I did start doing is like when I'm in the car, for the most part, I would say like 80% of the time it's either no radio or an audio book or TED Talks on YouTube. And, and that's it. Like I, I, I did it probably like two weeks ago. I started it. Like I don't I don't really listen to music in the car no more. You know, that's that's funny you mention it because like I don't really do that either. It'll either be like NPR or like a podcast, but it's just like so much more mentally stimulating yeah it's bro like, that's it, yep i just switched over to that NPR, like, and i don't agree with really anything that they say it's still forcing me to think about it and i'm being introduced then to an opinion that i don't agree with yeah. and that helps me kind of rationalize my own opinions on things it gets and you thinking. see where the other side is coming from yeah get yeah. Thinking, yeah it gets you thinking like for me i i work like a it's a brainless job i wash a golf cart and then put it away plug it in and that's about it <laughs> but it's a good point though, it's but like I, if you don't use it you lose it you know yeah exactly yeah I, I i started listening to podcasts instead like i said i started mentioning the jocko podcast last night and that was all because i was at work able to listen to the podcast so here i was thinking i want to quit my job quit my job but then where do i get this time to listen to this podcast i'm not going to do it here sitting at home i got a it's computer like right in front of my face if i'm watching a podcast on spotify there's a League of Legends button right here. There's a Steam button right here. One click away from playing one game, bro. What's one game? Two games? Three games? Four games? Five games? So this part-time job I'm getting paid ten bucks for really turned into something way bigger just because I started listening to podcasts. I will do. Yeah, you know, like we were talking about yesterday about like how a lot of guys will not guys necessarily people will like wake up. They have a job that is not hard. And they go home and then they cook a meal that they haven't thought about at all. And then they go to bed and it's like, okay, that's your entire day. And it's an easy life. But like how much mental stimulation are you getting in that, in that day? And it's like really nothing. You don't really have to problem solve. You don't have to think outside the box. You don't get to make up your own solutions to problems, which I think everyone needs to do. You're not really exercising your brain. And then the downside is that it's like, you don't use it, you lose it. You, in to get dumber i guess or more no. more dull like you don't have these problem solving tools that you should because you never have to solve them yeah and one of my things was i used to actually wake up and immediately swipe uh, the right side of my iphone and click play <laughs> and it would play my song immediately right right from the get-go right when i wake up and it would be until i slept and then i don't know who i was listening to but it was like I finally realized I'm I'm kind of dulling my brain out a little too much. I love music. Yes, that's awesome. It's great to have this passion for music, but 
but at the same time, it's get it going a little too far because I'm also not doing anything crazy or making money with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm, I'm doling my music with or doling my mind with this music and not making money or getting anything productive out of it because really I'm, I can focus on the music for about 30 minutes and get a more productive or like mentality out of it. Like the gym, I go in listen to music for an hour and that hour I'm really focused on the music. But if now I stretch it out for the rest of the day, I'm it's, it dulls the quality. Just, you know what I'm saying? It gets, it gets weaker. I'm not listening anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. As soon as I started like cutting back on music, now it's like when I do play music, it's like I'm excited. It's like, oh, this, yeah. I love this song. Like it may be a song I heard forty times. When it comes on now, it's like, oh, I, I love this song. And now I'm I'm paying more attention to it. Because yeah. before, and I'm sure you found it, like press play, and then all of a sudden, like you look up and you're like, wait, we're already in the third verse, and like, oh, the song's already ending. Like, bro, I didn't really listen to that song. Yep. Every day. No, that's a big, big thing because you're when you're constantly getting stimulation like that, your dopamine receptors get fried. It's it, it could yeah. really be anything. So like if that's why guys get erectile dysfunction when they watch too much porn. Their dopamine receptors get fried and then they can't get it up now because they're constantly having that flood of dopamine in their head. Just like if you were always listening to music, it's not gonna sound as good after a while. Or if you were constantly snacking, that meal that should taste really good isn't now. Because your body's been used to that the whole the whole day, pretty much. And I'm curious, honestly, I'll have to research it, and maybe you guys know something about it. If that has to actually have anything to do with ADD, what you mean specifically? Because uh, especially growing up, there's definitely more more children now with two monitors or two things going on, music in the background while doing this, or and definitely while I play. Uh, CSGO or any any game, anything, I want to have something on in the background. It's almost like I need to keep 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 stimulating the brain. Do you think that's like a, almost like I you know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? I'm I'm sorry, this this all just came to my head now. I'm just kind of curious. I don't I don't think it's if anything, I think that that would play into like an overdiagnosis of ADD. I could be completely wrong about this. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. It's definitely, I'm sure you can look at a graph or something and see that it spiked up when probably, I would say when the internet came about, it yeah, spiked I, up. Yeah, people probably, right now, it's like, oh, yeah. I have ADD, I have ADD, but it's like, we we know that we, you cannot, you cannot multitask. Like, you can do, yeah, you can do this and that, but like, your brain cannot actually do two things at one time. You cannot actually focus a hundred percent on two things at one time. So, but we're in this overstimulated society to the point where like, it's just the norm to kind of not pay attention. So I think that brings up the cases of like, oh, I can't focus. I probably have ADD, but like, did you, did you try? Like, did you try to put the blinders on and sit down and do just this one thing yet? You know? Taylor, chime in on that. Cause you just talked about the oversubscription or over, over prescription of Adderall earlier, didn't you? Okay, yeah, so I'll kind of go into it. Um, I think that Adderall is one of those super overprescribed drugs right now. Um, like when, when I was a kid, dude, and growing up, it was super easy to get a prescription for Adderall. Anyone that went to the doctor saying they couldn't concentrate was diagnosed with ADD or ADHD and got an Adderall script. Fucking, it seemed like instantly. Like I knew people in high school doing that, and it's like, 
The, the problem is not that they can't pay attention. Like if you stuck that same kid that you diagnosed with ADHD in front of a computer screen with Rocket League, he would play it for eight hours straight. It it's it's the the problem is that you're 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 not stimulating kids' minds in the correct way. Uh -huh. Like I know when she was growing up, I was trying to play Counter Strike. You know, I wasn't trying to learn math just because it bored me. Hell like, no! Nah. <laughs> hell yeah, no! Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> the information was presented poorly, I thought, by the teachers because they didn't give a shit because it was public schools. It's to me, math is boring as hell. It's just numbers. So you got boring information presented by boring people, and then you're surprised when I'm bored. That's not that's not me having a legitimate ADHD issue. Not that some people don't, but to say, oh, you know, I can't pay attention in math class, therefore I have ADHD. It it just seems ludicrous to me because that same kid would play video games for eight hours straight. So that, that those you, those can't exist at the same time. It's a good viewpoint, man. Very good that viewpoint. Makes sense. Yeah, with I don't that, know what the same people don't legitimately have needs for these. No, things. no, no. I think he, I think he stated it well just from listening. Yeah, to you. but with that, that uh, it's overprescribed. I think that ties into uh, Jordan Peterson's rule I was talking about. Rule number two, Daler. You want to kind of. I know this one. This one resonates more with you than it does with me. It was your you picked it out. So if you just want to kind of start it off, give the quote. So the rule is that you should treat yourself like you're responsible for helping yourself, or you treat yourself like someone you're responsible for helping. Yeah. And I yeah. think that is such an incredibly important thing to do right now because we all know the easy answer, right? To, to really any problem, but that doesn't mean that it's the most beneficial thing to do. So like, okay, say you got depressed, right? You're in the dumpster about whatever. The easiest thing for you to do to temporarily relieve that is like what for me was to go get a bunch of food and to go to town, right? Like that made me feel better because now I have all these fast food in me or all this, you know, good feeling in me and food that's designed to make me feel good. But I, I haven't a addressed this the issue so if if you came to me trevor and said you were depressed i wouldn't tell you to go get a bunch of fast food i would tell you to take your ass to the gym so why are you I, I not telling it, yourself that it kind of boils down to when you're helping someone else your advice is different from when you're trying to help yourself if everyone would yeah. like to touch on no time i mean i i don't know yeah i don't know how what how to describe it or like what the feeling is or why it occurs. But like, I know for a fact, because I've had the opportunity to help a lot of people. I mean, I mean, look at Adam, he's a soup sandwich, but you know, we still tried to help him, but like, there's a different, there's a different mode. Like when I'm, when I'm helping someone else, it's almost like there've been times in the past. Well, I will go like above and beyond. Like, I don't, I'll, I'll like, not, not like too detrimental, but I'll, neglect myself like i don't care it's like if i can help you i'm gonna help you da 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 whatever but then when i when the flipped is script or the script is flipped and i'm thinking about myself it's like i'm either a lot harsher on myself or i just won't take the advice that like i'll know what to do and my mind will just be like nah we don't i don't want to do that today. so I, like, I, I don't know what phenomenon is i think it i think it is what you just said we know what to do but we beat ourselves up because we don't have the discipline to do it so now we know the right answer. 
like I, like we were saying earlier, you can only prolong it so much until you finally hit the point where you're like, I know the fucking answer, but I'm still not doing it. <clears throat> so I think everyone eventually hits that point, but I think that's, I think personally that's what it boils down to is it, it's like a guilty conscience. Yeah, because like when you're helping someone else, you you provide them with a lot more of like an unbiased, I would call it, you know, suggestion. Yeah. So. So, like, if, if I had a problem, I have so many personal biases that would interfere with me being, like, figuring out something else to do. But if you ask me for advice, I don't have the same problems you have. Objectively, I'm going to know what is better for you than yourself. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things uh, Jordan Peterson said, sorry, Tommy, one of the things he said is, it's an, another thing to take into account is you have personally seen all the bad things you have done. No one else has. I know every bad thing I have done. So it's it's eating up in the back of my mind because I know all those all those horrible things that I know I proceeded to do that I knew the right answer for. And then it just eats you up, eats you up, eats you up until eventually you become down into the depths of hell. You're just the worst person ever. <clears throat> and you become a narcissistic asshole. Or you... Finally, at the point where you blossom and you now are treating yourself how you should be treating yourself. Good. Good. You got something, Tom? No, I mean the only thing that I, I also was thinking of is like it's easier to talk to talk. Even like that's the that's the last thing I was thinking of is like it, it is it is a lot easier to hey hey Tommy I need help and I'm like okay bro you just gotta do this this and this. That's super easy because I don't have to do it. You know what I'm saying? So that could also play into mm -hmm. it, you know? Yeah, that's yeah, a good point. I think because so many times we know the right answer to what we should be doing. Like, rarely have I had a problem where I'm like, you know, I, I don't know what to do. Most of the times it's, okay, I know what I should probably be doing. It's just that I don't because I'm either, you know, lazy or whatever. Or I don't want to. Well, and now, and, and now society's made it made it even easier to take the easy route. Like it's way easier to go just snag some food from McDonald's than it is to go snag chicken, rice, and all that to make some food. You know or what I'm saying? We, we anything. like cavemen didn't get to go do that. We us as humans weren't meant to do that. We weren't meant to have this convenience that we do now. It's way it's way too easy to take the easy route. And so we are. Yeah, and it's there's really no downside to not taking it if you just keep doing it. You know? Yeah, if like, you stick if, with the rest of them. Yeah, if you run from your problems, you could honestly, dude, if you wanted to be miserable, you could probably run from your problems your entire life and, you know, die with them. It's I like, know. I know one person like that. Yeah, like you would think yourself to be maybe happy, but deep down, you know, you hate yourself. But it's it's an easy thing that's to do. The just, that's the narcissistic lifestyle. Yeah, you don't have to pay any like emotional labor to mm -hmm. to reconcile these things. And it's it's an easy thing to do. Amen, brother. But that but that doesn't make it a good thing. It's the thing. No, that, yeah, that's, that's the importance of that rule is that we know the easy thing, but that's not what we should be doing. 99 times out of 100. Because then it's like they, you got to choose the, the easy or the, the hard right over the easy left or something like that. 
The easy wrong, bro. The easy, the easy wrong of the hard right or some shit, bro. The up. hard right over the easy wrong is what you're trying to say. Money. Mo you. Ah. Kicked him. So, <clears throat> as everyone knows, I have <clears throat> put myself pretty, pretty full on into this podcast, about 100%. That's how it should be. And I brought up before we started recording uh, just kind of work life and personal life balance. You guys already changed my mind. That's why I brought it up. I needed some help. I, and I recognized that last night. Um, <laughs> I said it to Marissa too. I said, look, I don't, I don't know how to do this. I need some help on it already. So, uh, uh, Daler, if you, uh, I resonate with what, what like, you said. Work what do life. you mean work life balance? What were so, you struggling with? Work life? So essentially I, last night, I got off of work. I worked all day. Got home at eight thirty, which was late. I came in the door fifteen minutes late because I was on the phone with Tommy talking about the podcast. Came into, came in, yeah, yes, sir. Came in here, and then hopped right onto an episode. She says, "Okay, whatever. I'll go do this." Goes, does her own thing, and then I'm like, "Yeah, dope. I got Tommy on uh, tomorrow morning too at nine a.m." And she was like, well, it seems like you just keep scheduling them all when I have off. And I was like, no, I'm just scheduling them all. <laughs> you just happen to be off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And those, that's what I said to her. So so was, I didn't know kind of how to go about it, and I don't have any opinions on it. I never ran into this problem in my life. So if you want to touch on it or any problems you've ran into and kind of yeah, no, what you got out of it. Um, I'm okay. So personally, I'm of the belief that you shouldn't be trying to find a work leisure balance when you're in your 20s, even your 30s. I think that that's such a waste of the energy that we have at this age. You shouldn't be finding a work life balance in your 20s. I think if you're doing that, that's just to cope for not working and achieving all that you could. Because I, I think some things, dude, are just not achievable with an exit strategy. I think like like if you were to swim, right? Some islands you can only get to if you go all in on the fucking out, you know? Like you can't be you can't be half-assing a lot of things. Yeah, I feel What were you going to say? I don't know. I I like I like your I like your point of view because because of the grind mindset, like I I I love the grind, I love the hustle and like yeah, if you if you know what you're doing and you know what you want to do and you're in your twenties, like there's no, that's, the, that's kind of what I see it too. Like I, I, if life is a candle that's this long, like I'm going to burn my twenties. I'm going to burn that motherfucker up. You know what I'm saying? I'm grinding. Yeah. I'm trying everything out because I know that majority of people live way longer past 40. So yeah. I can take this decade and worst case scenario, fall flat on my face, hopefully build a good foundation and figure out the rest later. But at the same time though, I still have to advocate for at least at least setting some kind of boundaries. I would say the biggest thing about work-life balance is like I'm somewhere in the middle. Like definitely grind out, definitely like the 20s like send it, full send, go go go, but like I think the easiest thing to say is to know yourself. Like if you know that you're getting too wound up or you know that you're getting to the point where like oh, I've just been grinding, like go ahead and set that boundary and set a specific time. Like 
one of my homies, him and his girl, they Sundays they fast. They fast from like everything, technology, food. But, like they literally tell everyone in their lives, we are not available. They lock their phones up, and Sundays they go to the park and they just enjoy their day. So like I'm not saying you gotta do that every Sunday, but if you know that you're grinding up, you better you better put some backstops in there because you you can't be all gas no brakes without refueling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But also, I'll disagree with you on that, and really? I'll tell you why. Oh, Absolutely, I'll tell you what. So the all gas no brakes <clears throat> mentality works if you have a purpose, and that purpose has to be a pretty big thing. So, like with the podcast that we're doing, for example, we know our purpose. We can help every single man that listens to this podcast, even women who want to know how men think. We can help so many people. Theoretically, we could change the world by doing this. That's the goal. It, 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 but it's it's got to be a good reason, man. So, like, anytime I'm thinking, like, oh, you know, I don't really want to make a TikTok. I just think about, bro, we could change the world. And then that helps me. This one it's not TikTok. Yeah, it's not even a grind mindset, man. It's just I know I'm capable of building something, and I don't want to get to an age that that I'm 60, and I thought, oh, well, you know, where would I be if I had just worked? Yeah, so that's what I was going to tap into is because everyone yeah. who is old has a million regrets. <laughs> there is a million things they didn't do. You know, they don't, oh, I <laughs> wish I did this, I wish thing. I did this, I wish I did this. The first thing everyone said to me when I asked about joining the military was, I wish I did. So I think, I think, Tommy, the reason why you don't full on grind, you have that mentality. And it does, it is in your soul. We all see it. And that's the point of our podcast is because once you do find that purpose, your grind is not going to stop. I was about to say, bro, I did skip the first episode, which is titled Purpose. Yeah, my so man. Definitely go back to I, yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to see what our, I, I feel like I feel what y'all are saying is like, yeah. yeah, like if I have if I know exactly my purpose. Oh, I know that it's in the bag. Like I probably even if I wanted to sleep, I probably wouldn't. But like you have to you have to make sure you get there first or 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 or, like, or my question is like and maybe you already you probably already answered this, but like. Work-life balance. Let's talk about like just work. Like I work over there at McDonald's. You know I need work-life balance there. But like in the meantime, while I'm trying to find my purpose, like what are the steps? Like how are we? Like how are you? How are you gonna? How are we teaching people to pivot? You know, like to to first because first you gotta find your purpose and then you can you can full send it. You know what I'm saying? So personally, yeah, go ahead, Trevor. So yeah, personally, uh, step one is financial freedom. So yeah, you got that. You have to work. So you you have to work. You know you have to work. However, you have to also grind for more financial freedom. Once you, like for me, I I got out the military. I'm getting paid disability. I am lucky enough to have the financial freedom. Now my grind don't stop. Once you succeed it, the work life balance, like Taylor said, there you you almost can't, bro. If you want, you your purpose will come if you grind. It will. Like I wasn't grinding at work. I was grinding in my personal life because of my financial freedom. You know what I'm saying? So for me, yeah. I, I'm not, that's why I haven't ran into the, the, the balance. Maybe Taylor can touch on that. But for me personally, and hopefully you, you get in a lucky situation like myself, but that, that allowed me to, to grind on the personal life to where 
to where I was able to just just hone in on all of it. And that's yeah, that's think- also what what uh, I'm sorry, what also kind of pushed me away from like my family because it's always been the work mindset. But they've also never received disability like I'm receiving disability. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm also in this personal mindset where I, I had to fix myself because I knew going into a job, I'm broken. It's going to be miserable. I'm going to make the people around me miserable, and I don't want to do that. So let me grind my personal life. And it was hard. It definitely was hard. And it's going to hit. I hit lows. I hit highs. Not too high. Kept going low, and then and then once it hit, once it finally hit, I found my purpose, and and boom, now the grind don't stop again. Now I'm just back. On, now I got to figure out the work, work personal life balance now. But I don't like Taylor said. It's I almost don't want one. <laughs> I want to do this. I want it's it's eating me up when I'm laying in bed at six a.m. thinking about sleep until seven. Because I, I want to spend that extra hour doing this. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, man, where you really have to be patient with yourself. Like, I'm 25. It took me years of searching to find my purpose and kind of like what I, you know, wanted to do. But it's one of those things where you can fail at a hundred different things that you try. But if you learn from each one of those, you're not you're not even going to be able to fail a hundred times. If you learn from the first ten, that eleventh one's probably going to be pretty successful. So it's like a lot of kind of trial and error. Um, and I think like f- so for that example of McDonald's, right? If you're working at McDonald's to kind of get some money, you have to do what you have to do. But at the end of the day, no one's going to find your purpose for you. And no one's going to make you successful. It's not just going to come from the clouds and like fucking here's success. It sucks that you that it's like that. But some things, man, are just not attainable unless you put in the work. And I think that's that's the big thing. It's like work-life balance. It's like you may be tired, man, but how bad do you want it? Yeah, and Tommy, I think, well, for starters, episode one's quote was Albert Einstein you ought to have listened and it was the definition of insanity is uh is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome can i can i speak on something real quick too send it so this is a big thing for us in like relationships right because like when we got off yesterday it was like fucking nine o'clock right and like my wife was in there and like she was pissed because she worked you know 14 hours that day and then here i am and like she's home and i'm done doing the show right And she was initially kind of mad about it, but I reminded her, this is going to make me better, right? Me being better benefits her and infinitely more than anything else. It, it, you know what it reminded me of you was like when we, when I was really trying to lose weight and kind of get kind of control over my health and we had to do, you know, we had to exercise at the shop at seven. So I was getting up at 415 to go. Oh, you cut out. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hang on. You gotta mess with your with your uh, phone or something because your your mic is all messed up. We got to uh, it was waking up at four fifteen for PT. Yeah, I was about to say that was the last thing I heard. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like when I was waking up at four fifteen, right? 
I would wake up at 4.15, go to the gym, then go to work and work out. We'd get off at 5. I'd go to bed at like fucking 7.30, 7.45, 8 o'clock so I could get my eight hours. And like I didn't see my wife a whole lot because she was studying then going to school. And I had to keep reminding her. I was like, I'm not seeing you much right now, but I'm doing it to make myself better. And me, me being better is going to yeah so yeah you cut out again uh but to touch on that it's it's it goes to that like manifestation shit or like you kind of just your positivity spreads and for me uh mercer came home yesterday with a book i think it's right here on the ground somewhere uh yeah came home with a book went for a run this morning uh I mean, you name it. Uh, we had breakfast. She bought us breakfast to cook this morning, did the dishes so I could cook the breakfast while I was doing work. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it sucks that last night we didn't get to hang out or get to watch a movie or whatever. But at the same time, that turned it into this. Now, this day is way better. We've we both last yesterday. Our day was phenomenal. But the night kind of sucked because we didn't get to hang out. You know what I'm saying? So. In the end, yes, that night does suck. In the grand scheme of things, though, my day was 12 hours. My night was four. So if my four hours sucks, I guess it has to. You know what I'm saying? For that 12 hours, if that's how you got to put it, that's how you got to put it. That 12 hours was phenomenal for me. And like she said, she she had a really good time as well. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. I was just saying like on the podcast yesterday, yesterday was uh, my like the greatest day of my life so far. So so she had a great day. But but yeah, it was it was just about that. I'm sorry. This this is what I want to do. And as as you can see, it's helping me. <laughs> you it, know what I'm saying? Cool. It's cool. It sounds like you found a person too that's like down with that like she like you're all oh, you're better than yourself like instead of acting psycho she's like right there with you so that's i'm, I'm glad to hear that for you yeah and it was actually interesting because one of the first things i asked her when we first met it had to be at least like two weeks in i was like hey if i if i went on a diet would you too and two weeks into a relationship with a girl you probably shouldn't ask that well, what do you yeah <laughs> she said huh but uh, no, I said if I if I hopped on a diet to better myself for the gym or whatever, would you end up hopping on a diet? And she said, yeah. And then I sat and thought about it. I was like, we're going to have to put this to the test at some point. But if she says yes now, then we got some butter. And I, I think it only really works if you're pursuing something that like is part of your purpose, you know. Yeah, like that's what we were talking your, about, Tommy, yeah. Yeah, like, for, with me, I wanted to lose weight to better myself and become healthier, you know. I could be a better father, kids. Just be an overall better But if I was, you know, in my room playing video games, like, we talked about Adams. He was doing, like, if he less to see but, like, he was playing video games. That's okay. not a productive thing the way, I mean, it can be, but not the way he was doing it. And it's like if he was gone the same time but doing something productive, his wife I don't think would have a problem with it because yeah. women love a jerk man. You can't argue that. Woman and what I thought about today in the shower, woman parents. No woman's parents. And if 
if their parents oh. think that way, they're they're gonna love you if like dude, I thought about it in the shower today. I was like, oh dude, when I fucking show her parents this, ooh, they're gonna love it. She's got a brother. I mentioned Jordan Peterson to uh her mom once, and she was like, honestly, you gotta get him to do that because he won't listen to any of us. And I was like, oh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's not just like it overall for the relationship it's better. Like what's what's your her mom going to care about that we watched Forrest Gump yesterday or that Marissa got up early today, went on a run, we had breakfast and bought a book yesterday to start reading. It, yeah, I mean that's a good thing to touch on is like when you surround yourself with productive people it's it's infectious it's hard to be around people making moves and like just remain stagnant like that's not a very Mm -hmm. natural thing to do tommy i want you to touch on that because that was one of the first things you said to me it's hard to be around people making moves when you got that grind mentality what you mean wait wait wait, wait. what you mean because so so you uh you texted me uh that you read the or listened to the podcast and you said uh i mean i can pull it up hang on one second i will because like I said, it, it changed my day. I read it to Daler too. But it was, uh, I'm going to check it out. I'm like, bro, fuck this. The homie's out here manifesting greatness. Let me get back to it as well. Oh, yeah. 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 So <laughs> Even just me being on this podcast is like, I'm getting charged. Like, I already know I'm, I'm having some brainstorms. It's getting me, like, motivated again. But, like, it's. You don't you don't realize it. It's really you. It's really hard to realize, and that's I've I've already like I, I know I want to have kids someday. That's so I have like random thoughts. But one thing like the mo- one of the most important things I want to teach them is like, yo, you will become your friends. You you will become your friends. Like if you're around people doing certain things, like I'm not saying you're gonna transform into them, but like you're. It's just the way that human nature is. You're seeing these things. These things are becoming normal. Even if every single time you see your friend smoke a cigarette, you're like, that's bad for you. Like, it's you're still hanging around them. Eventually, you might get to that point where, hey, like, fuck it. You know, I, I've seen it for so many years. I might do it. Like, it's it goes, but it goes both ways. Like, if I'm around y'all or if I know who I want to be, I'm, I need to open my eyes up. Like, it's going to be lonely at first, but, like, there's people out there. Like, you just got to... You got to seek them out. You got to find them and you got to start surrounding yourself because that's how you build up this fortress of your, your life and yourself. You know what I'm saying? This empire. This empire, baby. Yeah, that's where I think kind of Twitter is a great tool for dudes wanting to improve their kind of like friend group, I guess, is like the, the quality of people that you have access to if you know where to look. It's like you don't get that those caliber of people. Like you don't have access to those kind of people just normally you know because they're all over the world you know it's like a lot of the times we're bound by where we live and kind of the how we put ourselves out there but twitter is great too because like if you leverage that algorithm like we talked about you can really be surrounded by people that are doing you know great things and it's like you can't read a soul bra post or listen to his podcast and not be motivated it's not possible it's just about getting getting to the point where you're able to withstand that that constant like barrage almost all day of this 
this way of life that you haven't been living pretty much P pretty much this barrage of information that that you've been living it all wrong so for the past 24 years you're wrong pretty much you know what i'm saying yeah and, and, and having the openness to, to like change to accept that you are wrong you know yeah, yeah it can be uncomfortable because you kind of if you the more like you kind of strive to better yourself Hey, technical difficulty. Hey, get that sheet, Tommy. Where it's at? Hey, get it at? Where it? Is. <laughs> Yo, get the piano out. Hey, God, let me get my piano. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. I should have run it backwards, bro. Hey, let me know if it sounds good. I got the uh, the heart tone on here. Oh, we about to make some make some beats. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Hold that sign up. Turn the fucking mic on. <laughs> Wait, hang on. I got even a better idea. Boom! Keep going. Pull it back up. Put it back up. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> What'd you say? Can't hear you over this motherfucker. Music. Hey. Yeah, yeah. No, I just All looked right. up. Oh. I got the Wi-Fi extended. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, we're working on it. We're working on getting them a computer and shit. So, uh, hopefully. We'll work in progress. Yeah, hopefully this this weekend uh, we'll, we'll have some unbelievable content it. Yeah, I didn't but, catch uh, everything of what you – or let me put it this way. I ain't hearing it. It sounded like it was, okay. about to be, it was about to be something my homie always tells me about the path to success can be extremely lonely. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was getting at is like when you start to kind of want to better yourself and make moves to do that, a lot of the times you alienate yourself from the friends that you already have. And that doesn't make them – bad people or like any less you know it's just like like your interests change over time and that's an uncomfortable thing to kind of do it sucks. but you know it, it it is what it is man it's like you if you're gonna if you're destined for greatness you can't be around people that aren't you know it's bro touching on that it's scary it feels bad it's terrible it's it's sad like i mean like my first example and trevor and bosa when when you stop drinking like I have no, I have no friends now because like these people hit me up to drink and I'm like, nah, but do you want to go to movies? Like, no, they just want to numb. But like also with, with like the state that I'm getting myself into now, bro, I'd be feeling so lonely sometimes because like, I'm sorry, but the majority of people out here are very like-minded. A lot of them are like-minded and I, I, I can't really like, I can't, I can't get down with them. So oftentimes it's like, I try and meet people. We're not on the same wave. I go back into my bubble, but I just, I feel so isolated sometimes, you know? I mean, you don't have to say sorry because the statistics show it, bro. You could go on any, any Twitter. Soulbro, Soulbro is an unbelievable content creator. What's he got? Maybe 230K followers? Go to any, oh, go, yeah. yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, go to 
who Shakir's probably got a hundred million, a hundred billion. You know what I'm saying? Like it, <clears throat> all anything society wants, they they're gonna have these people all all are. It's the tribalism we just talked about. They're all following this one person who isn't the best role model, but on Instagram look like the best role model. <clears throat> and then it's hard to find the people who are isolated because it's so overpopulated with the people who, who, who think that way, who don't think like you. Yeah, it's like there's less people that think like you, man, but the ones that do are like so much more valuable, I think. It's, and they are it's there. It's one of those... One of those, yeah, one of those quality over quantity type deals. I'd rather have, you know, one three or four friend. great friends that think like me and that want to, you know, all better themselves than, you know, 10 people where we just go out and drink and we're not really bettering ourselves. Yeah. And, and even when you go out and drink, you never like have a conversation. You got the whole time. So you can't fucking even talk. So you're not even getting a good quality hangout sesh, so to speak. But uh, anything else y'all want to add? You want to talk about? Tommy, I know you got notes in front of you. Um, I mean, I had put down, and I kind of wanted to touch on it earlier, like the positive, positive self-talk, positive affirmations, kind of like um, self-fulfilling prophecies. It just in the sense of like I noticed and I think I just it got ingrained because I was doing it for so long. But like I, I can't I can't remember what it's called, but basically it's like when if I go do something I mess up. Like if I if I dropped a glass of water, right? And then like my mind immediately in my head I go like, Oh man, I'm always so clumsy. Like right there, what I say, I'm always so clumsy, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta you gotta start getting rid of that of like the always. Anything that's like a hundred percent. Like I'm always like this. Oh, I'm like that. I'm this, I'm that. Like it's going to start becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so it, it goes to, it goes to mindfulness too. But like my main thing is like, I think you need to make sure that you're checking your thoughts. And then I did want to ask this earlier. Do either of y'all meditate or practice mindfulness? Oh, I, yeah. Every day. I'm, uh, what was it yesterday after the podcast got off? Laid in bed with Marissa, and even while she was just laying there with me, I closed my eyes and was breathing. Like she was, she was touching me, but I closed my eyes and was breathing. This morning, I did the same thing before I got out of bed, which is a scary one. I wouldn't recommend it. Potential of falling back to sleep is way too uh, high, but uh, <laughs> but the touch on um, the self fulfilling prophecies thing. One thing, and I'll never forget it because <clears throat> it stuck out. Uh, to me like a sore thumb it was so cool I was sitting in this chair Marissa was sitting right behind me we were watching like a Kodak Black music video and I turned to her and I said I'm gonna be rich and she said I know baby <laughs> I said oh, you yeah. you is motherfucking right <laughs> so it that that ties into the whole music thing how it affects me you see these these dudes I mean little baby all these people with the chains on Gucci Ice Daddy with the chain on, I want a chain. I want to. I want a watch. I want nice shoes. I want a nice car. I want all that, but it's not possible unless I get my money first. Unless I grind first. Go ahead, David. Yeah, I kind of meditate too. Like it, for me, it kind of started when I was going in the sauna at the gym, right? Like I would try and do like twenty minutes every time I went, right? 
but like I couldn't bring my phone in there because the shit would overheat. So it's like now I'm literally just alone in, in, with my thoughts in this like hot box pretty much. And, you know, I'm one of the kind of people that mind is always going, you know, fast as shit. Like I'm, I'm just like always thinking, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, it, it occurred to me. I was like, I wonder if I could just stop doing this. Like if I could, if I could think about nothing, I wonder how hard that would be. And it ended up being really, really difficult. And I really couldn't do it on the first time. And then I kind of started looking up how to do it. Like for me, I just would imagine a ball bouncing. Like that was something simple that I could just think about, you know, but not too much. And that was kind of a way for me to learn how to meditate and kind of take control of your thoughts, you know. But I think that it's something that everyone should be doing just because you have so much more control of your mental state when you do that. Yeah, so another popular one like the ball bouncing is counting sheep for going to sleep. I know that's that goes around the internet everywhere. You can just look it up on YouTube and it's just a cartoon sheep walking across the stream, screen, jumping over a fence, and then it comes again, walks across the stream, screen, jumps over a fence, comes again, and you just count the sheep in your head so that it's you're thinking about essentially nothing and you fall asleep. But one of the things I focus on is my breathing. That's That's the way I meditate. I think also it's important to note because I know a lot of people or some people don't meditate. Plenty of people don't. Some people are like turned off. I was turned off at first, but like there's no one right way to do it. There's like a million different meditations. Yeah. And every single person who meditates, you need to you tweak it to your own to yourself. Like I don't, we don't all meditate the same way. I have like three or four favorite meditations that I'll do, but but also like you said, like the. The, the most common one and the one that I use the most around outside is just focus on my breath. Like be, be my breath. Like I breathe in. If a thought comes, I'm like, I just thought about, I just thought about this, but then I, I go back to breathe. I'm like, I'm right here. I'm right here. Just yeah. let it go. Breathe out, breathe in again. Just do that for however long, you know what I'm saying? But like, there's no one right answer. Yeah. And it's not always what it was. The popular. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's like... real quick, though, if I could touch on that other thing you said, Tommy, like kind of how language it like manipulates us, you know, I think that's a really important thing to kind of keep in mind when you talk to people. It's, like I've noticed personally, like if I send a text message and I don't like how the connotation is, I'll really change it. So if it's like, oh, I have to do this. It's like it's not like you have to. You know, you, you have the opportunity to. So it's not I like, like I have to go to the gym. Like people would kill to be able to go to the gym. Like you you are. That's a privilege to be able to go to the gym. I think, you know, it's a it's a blessing to be able to do. And I think kind of shaping your language to be overall more thankful. You know, it, it's really helpful because like humans are. Gratitude. Really, yeah, gratitude. Yeah. Humans are really susceptible to like linguistic propaganda. It's it's just kind of in our nature, you know, um, but like the downside is like we can take it's really easy to get taken advantage of if you don't realize how language affects what you say or how you think. But if you are aware of that, you can use positive language and really make yourself an overall happier person. <clears throat> so I do have a lot to add to that. And you know, I didn't think about it until you said this, Taylor, but it was freshman year of high school i had an algebra 2 trig teacher his name was dr fossey he was 
Everyone thought he was this super weird dude uh, into quantum physics, into stars, into um, th- this whatever. I don't remember the, the 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 phrase for it, but he had this uh, program he followed. And one of the things he was always saying was unbearable <clears throat> is a horrible word to use. Nothing is unbearable. Nothing. If if you're saying it's unbearable, you're wrong because you, you've made it. You're able to say it to yourself. Unbearable is you die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So not everything is so bad. Not everything is unbearable. Yeah, sure, it sucks. It's bearable. And surprisingly enough, I don't remember anything from Algebra 2 Trig, but I remember that. I think, yeah, like, you know what they say, like, if you say you can or you can't, like, you're right, you know? Like, if I say it's impossible to lose weight, it's impossible to become successful, I'm going to be correct, you know? But if I say that it's possible and it will happen, I'm equally correct. Yeah, it also inflicts your passion for it because especially, like, with my gym thing, when I went to people and I said, I'm going to open a gym, they were like, what are you on about, bro? No, you're not. So no, I'm going to open a gym. <laughs> so no, I'm going to open a gym. And they're like, okay, dude. It's even speaking. You're speaking into existence and, and talking to people around you. You're putting <laughs> you're putting thoughts on paper, essentially. Yeah, because to them it is impossible because they've already decided that it is. Yep. But it's it's no less possible for them than you, other than they've decided that it is. Yep. Reaching your full potential. Mm-hmm. With that, though, we're at uh, hour 10. You guys cool with it? Yeah, I'm yeah. good, bro. Uh, so uh, instead of the quote, or actually before the quote, I'll just get into a couple things. Um, me and Daler are currently working on getting some merch pushed out. Uh, we kind of got to get into the, into the roots of that. Um, if you guys want anything or think of any type of cool merch or whatever, just put it in the comments or email us. I'll throw our email in the uh, comment section below. Um, completely forgot about this, but I realized that when I was sending my link to everyone, you could just hit the notification bell and it'll do it for me. So that would be fantastic if you guys could do that. <laughs> if, you, if you like the video, please like yeah. and subscribe to the yeah, little comment. Bro, I completely smash forgot about it. Yeah, here. bro. So, smash the like button. Uh, yeah, subscribe. We've gotten a couple of you guys. Appreciate it all. Um, and today, yeah, instead of quotes, since the topic was music, I figured we'd bring in a song, and I got a quote with my song. Like I said, I did do Emotionally Scarred by Lil Baby. And his quote was, uh, or one of the verses was, I just played the hand I was out, didn't have to force it all around my, all around the world. They know it's me. They hear my voice. I think, I think that speaks volumes, to be honest. I, I just played the hand I was dealt, didn't have to force it. Like that just goes, goes to speaking. You are, it, you're on a path, bro. You're on the path. Use it. You got tools, use them. But go ahead. Uh, Dale or Tommy, who wants to go? I got you. Uh, all right, man. I wanted to pick. I wanted to pick like Kid Cudi, like Reborn at first, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, let me pick the ASAP Rocky ASAP Forever remix. 
But then I'm looking at my board. And I'm going with Big Sean. Song called Who's Stopping Me from 2017. And the quote I got is, Nothing's off limits if it's on this earth, bitch. So let's get to work, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Say it one more again. Say, say, nothing's off limits if it's on this earth, bitch. So let's get to work, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nah, Big Sean is super motivational, though. I, I fuck with Big Sean. You got I'm a big fan. Big fan of Big Sean. Who's stopping me? Big Sean. What you got, Katie? So, I don't have a quote from this song, but it's an overall positive song. It is called God Is by Kanye West. If you want some just kind of uplifting, um, kind of rap, hip-hop type deal, listen to that song. It's got a little bit of gospel in there. And uh, it, it, it's one of those songs that just makes me a lot more thankful for everything that I have. And that's one thing I wanted to stop on this podcast with is like anyone that watches us or that subscribes to us, I just wanted to say thank you for um, kind of being open to this new idea we're starting. And if, thank you for believing in us. We got a lot of big things planned. And uh, I'm just incredibly thankful. Every view that we have is like, we will check in with like, every time it goes up one, it's like, oh, that's fucking awesome, you know? So for anyone that watches this and like kind of, you know, likes the idea, just thanks for sticking with us. And we got a lot of big things planned, so stay tuned. Yeah, good words from KD. Like I said, Tommy texted me yesterday and uh, I told him to, I, I broke down in tears just, just to be able to express my gratitude. Like I thought about it, I don't need to cry. But then I just sat here for a second and I was like, man, it it feels really good to be supported by by the people who are supporting us. It's I mean, we're getting criticism from everyone. And it's fantastic. Uh, I mean, ideas from everyone. Like David said, we got some ideas planned up. It's just a matter of time. If you stay tuned, they'll be coming. If you want to get on, uh, like I said, the email will be down to below. You can shoot me a text or send an email on over. With that though, Tommy, if you want to say anything, we could leave it off with you, man. Uh, love yourself. Amen. Treat yourself like you're someone. You are responsible for. Hey, it all comes back. It all comes right back around, baby. Full, Full circle, circle, baby. Coincidence? I think not. Uh huh. All right, fellas. I'll catch y'all next time. <clears throat>